the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Most of us know what to do. The problem is that we often don't follow the proper order while doing it. It's fine to pursue career aspirations and to cherish those we love, but Exodus 20 is really clear. We must not have any other gods or interests before him. Likewise, my wife and family don't mind me helping others as long as they come first. My employer has no problem with my extracurricular activities as long as they don't interfere with my job or else I'm soon going to be looking for a new one. Yes, God wants us to go after things that enhance our lives, but we must must remember to rank him and his kingdom as our first priority. As a house needs both a a roof and a foundation, if we try to attach a roof before we lay the foundation, we're going to find ourselves in a world of trouble. Anything, even good things, out of their proper order will end up backfiring. So go out and conquer that next mountain, but just be sure to keep God first. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. As always, live big. Tomorrow can be bigger Just grow Let the world overflow Live a life bigger than yourself You're created for greatness Live a life bigger than yourself Thank you for tuning in to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer. God's Word is powerful and full of life. It opens your eyes to how big God is and how big life in Him can be. So we pray that today's teaching compels you to grow and live a life bigger than yourself. Remember, you can listen to this message and more for free at gracechurchva.org. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. So that your your youth is renewed like... Uh, the eagles. Uh, eagle, what, what do we know about eagle? He flies effortlessly. Uh, a, a eagle seems to, to, to just fly tirelessly. He's not flapping. He's just kind of uh, getting it done or she's just getting it done. So, so when, when, when we let God write our story, he'll make sure that, that, that we stay fresh, we stay relevant, that we stay current, and there'll just be a freshness about us uh, b- because we, we've hung in there and we stuck with him. And we have some stories to tell. And basically what David's saying, when I look back over my life and think about all the, the Lord's done for me, you know, I, I can't help but, but sing hallelujah. And, and this is the, the reality. He will satisfy your mouth with good things and, and just hang in there. Just get let, let's all get to the other side of this thing together. And then we'll tell stories to our children and grandchildren. And, and yeah, there'll be stories of pain. But in the midst of the pain, God was faithful. God kept us. And, and, and we just God taught us to persevere. God taught us to, to hold on and, and to, to hang in there. And then he goes on. Finally, after, uh, you know, saying who actually posing almost a question, you know, who is it that did such such and so? Uh, finally, he calls God by name. In verse six, he says, 
The Lord Yahweh, or the Lord, literally, it's, it's Jehovah. We say Jehovah in English, and I, I like Jehovah over Yahweh, to be frank with you. Some, some say Yahweh, Yahweh, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, uh, we, we all have our twangs, if you will. Uh, even Jesus, by the way, we call him that great name. You know, there are no J's in the Hebrew alphabet, so is Yeshua. Uh, but Jesus, God understands our twang, so it's okay to call him Jehovah. So, so Jehovah executes righteousness. So, you know, when, when it comes to social justice and, and all the rest, we do serve a God who cares. There is a name we can call on. The Lord executes righteousness and what justice and what justice for all who are oppressed. So God is on the side, according to scripture, he's on the side of the oppressed. And you can subjugate others if you, if you want to. Just know that there's a God that, that one day is going to balance all the scales. And uh, uh, that, that's just true. Verse seven. He made known his ways to Moses. Now, notice the pattern David used when praise got difficult for him. He refocused on the on the who, but then he remembered what God had done in the past. And since God never changes, um, what he's done is in the past, a great indication of what he's going to do. Know the past. You can predict the future. This is just a reality. There's nothing new under the sun. He's the same God. And it might look a little bit different in, in our generation. Some of the details, some of the names may change, but he's the same God. And he's going to get the, the, the same praise, the same glory. He has, still has the same power. He is not weakened over the last 2000 years or 1500 years or or 5000 years. He's the same God with the same amount of power and he'll do the same stuff for those who will trust him and and hang in there and hold on to him and his acts to the children of of Israel. And this is, by the way, why God left a written history. This is why our Bible is so important. Um, You know, throughout the book, we see that there wasn't a problem God couldn't solve. There, There wasn't a case he ever lost. God is faithful. And uh, he, he left us a written record of who he is and the things he does so that we can expect that same God to show up in our lives today. So David is reminding himself of the past. He's, you know, I, I know who my God is. I know uh, the things he does. Here are his benefits. And, and let me tell you a little bit about his track record here. And he's talking to himself. He's not even talking to a crowd. He's not preaching to anybody but himself. And I've learned sometimes I have to talk to my Self, self, come on, get yourself in check. Self, come on, you know there's a God. Self, I know what you feel, but God is faithful. Self, I, I, I get it, I understand, but God uh, will, will keep you. He who has called you is faithful. In verse 8, he says, the Lord again, Jehovah. So he continues to focus on the attributes of God instead of the attributes of his problem. The problem is real. What we're facing is real Frankly, it can be deadly, but notice his, his, his focus is on his God. And whatever you focus on begins to expand. That's just the truth. And, uh, you know, when I start focusing on God, it's amazing how that begins to expand on the inside. But when I focus on my problem, it's amazing how that begins to expand on the inside. I'm not really saying ignore or pretend it's not so. I'm saying refocus. I'm saying put your focus on the bigger, the stronger, the one that can handle and the thing that is uh, can 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 start to lose its teeth and its fangs and, and, and all the fear that it's trying to bring to your life. Then he says the Lord is. I mean, this is so important. COVID is um, certain financial issues are um, limited travel is um, family problems is or are. But the Lord is merciful. And gracious people 
may not be. At times I may not have been, but the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Meaning you really have to push God to get him upset. He doesn't have a a short temper. He doesn't just fly off the handle. Now, you might do that, but God is not that way. Uh, he, He quickly forgives. He quickly blesses and lets things go. This is nature. And sometimes we project on the God our own personality because we're temperamental and we're angry people. We think there's an angry God up in heaven. But but let me tell you something. According to this book, he's slow to anger. Abounding, meaning he doesn't run out of it. I mean, there's no ocean deeper than the mercy that he uh, wants to, 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 to dig out or cup out uh, to share to, to you and I. Verse nine, he will not always strive. Now, God will sometimes push back, but he will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. And what he's saying is God's not heavy handed. Uh, he's not going to smash you uh, with, with a hammer when you just needed to be kind of popped on the hand. Um, he, he's not that way. He doesn't hold a grudge. Um, he, he, he's only the way he needs to be uh, with us. I mean, it, basically, as hard as you are is as hard as he'll have to be in order to break through our hardness. So basically, God's hand to us, on us, and the way he has to deal with us says more about us and our hardness sometimes than um, about the... the, the, the uh, I don't I'm going to call it meanness, but we we project it as meanness like, God, you're being hard on me. God, you, you don't love me. How, how could you let this thing happen? Or, or why haven't you answered my prayer? Why are you silent? And why, how could you be that way? Well, God's trying to break something. And it, it's not that God is, is mean as much as he loves you toughly. He has tough love and his love is tougher than your stubbornness. And he will do what it takes until he breaks through and gets to you. And, and, and again, God's like, come easy, come hard, but you're coming. So you make the determination how hard this is going to be. I'm not making that determination. I want you to come easily. I want you to respond to me quickly. But if you want to go that way, we, you can take that route. I, I, I'll still follow you and I, I'll still, uh, you know, uh, tend to your affairs. But uh, uh, you, you, you're the one determining how pleasant this journey is. The Bible says, he has, and by the way, when you think about these things, you can't help but praise. God becomes easy to praise. But when you're just thinking about the problem, it's so hard. But when you think about who he is and, and his nature and, and what he wants to do and who he has been, optimism begins to spring and hope begins to spring. And, and you know, you start thinking there, there is a future. There is a way out of this thing. But you got to refocus on, 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 on who God is and not just what is happening. So the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us. He will not keep his anger forever, meaning he won't hold a grudge and stay, you know, angry with us. Verse 10, he's not dealing with us. This is so important. This is so important. If you don't get anything I say today, if you get this, man, you're going to be free. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. God doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. If that don't make you shout, nothing will. I mean, come on, we, we belonged in, in, in not only an early grave, but a sinner's hell. 
But, but God is faithful. God has kept us. God has spoken to us. God has preserved us. God has loved on us. We've experienced his presence, his kindness, his mercy, his, his, his grace. We've experienced his spirit. I mean, it's amazing what God has done for us and to us and in us in spite of us. And David's reminding himself, bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that's within me, bless his holy name. He's a good God, a faithful God. I know what's happening, but I know who my God is. And this is what David is doing in this psalm. Nor has he punished us according to our iniquities. Even when God has been hard on us, even when he's been hard on me, when he's been hard on you, it could have been so much harder. But God was gracious. And yeah, he got on us a little bit, but it could have been so different. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great, so great, so great, so great, so great, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. Literally, those who value him, those who esteem him, those who recognize that he is the great God, the wise God, the only loving God. So great is his mercy toward those who what? Fear him, that we reverence him. because Reverence is just placing value because we value. That, that's all the fear of the Lord is. It's, Lord, I value you above all else. I value you above all others. Lord, you are most important. So in this moment, he has what's happening in his life, but then he has who God is. And uh, who God is, you know, just, just outweighs it, it, it all. And he begins to, to, to worship and, and celebrate. And, and the Bible actually calls this the fear of the Lord. When you begin to to put weight and value on God above your momentary and temporary afflictions for as heaven. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great, so great, so great, so great, so great, so great is his wrath, his anger, his rage, his punishment, his getting even. No, his mercy toward those who what fear, respect or value him. Listen, you, you can't sink lower than, than God's arm is willing to reach down to, to, to grab and pick you up. You just can't do it. You just cannot do it. If you would just honor him and value him and say, you know what, Lord, you're more important than that news uh, report. You're more important than what the doctors are saying. Lord, I, I'm going to value. I'm going to honor. Yeah, I'm going to pay attention to things I need to pay attention to. Lord, I, I'm going to be aware but, but I'm going to be most aware that you are my God, that you will keep me. You're the one who the Bible says keeps me from falling unto him. Be all glory, honor forever and ever world without end. Verse 12. As far as the east is from the west. David, I mean, David almost I, I'm, I wasn't there. But but if I was there, David almost can't speak at this point. He's thinking about the goodness of God and he just recounts it. And again, he's having a problem praising. That's why he's talking to himself. Man, I, man I, I'm, I'm, this thing is grabbing me and then taking hold of me. And I'm, I'm not thinking right. I don't even feel like being around the saints anymore. I don't even want to come to Bible study. I'm, I'm getting tired of this church. Then. I'm getting tired of my Bible. I don't even want to hear about God. All I want to do is, is sit there and listen to the, 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 the news and all the negative stuff and all the bad stuff. And, and now I'm even slipping back into some old behaviors and, and patterns. But David said, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm going to focus on the God who loves me, the, the, the God that's a present help in trouble, the God that will keep me, the, the God who, who, who calls me by name, the, the, the God who cares more than anyone else in the universe. Watch what he says in verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now, verses like this, for me, uh, only help confirm the inspiration of the Bible. The Holy Spirit had to 
to, to write this. Because if you travel to the North Pole, once you get past the North Pole, you start going south. So if, if, if he would have said, I separate your sins as far as north is from south, you can kind of measure that. But what he does is he says he separates uh, our sins as far as the east is from the what? West. If you start traveling east on the globe, you just keep going east. East and west never meet. And what he's saying here is, 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 is God will never remember your sins. God, God, God is so over it. He looks at the cross. He's so done with that. Now, now, he might know the areas you need to be corrected. Your character needs to be redirected and all the rest. But as far as, as, as the penalty or the punishment that ought to come because of your sin, there's no, no legal memory of it because it's as far as the east is from the west. You, you, again, east and west never, ever meet. So David, by the way, was a sinner. David did awful, 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 awful. Let me add one more awful, awful things in his life. Bad Things. And then he, he, he not only did some bad things, he did some double bad things. But what does he say? He separates our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. And if that can't make you praise, if that can't make you thankful, if that doesn't make you want to refocus, say, you know what? What's happening in my life compared to his goodness, mm, it's nothing. Lord, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a look to you and I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to worship you in the midst of fever. I'm going to worship you in, in, in the midst of moments where it feels like I can't breathe. God, you are good, God. You are faithful, God. And watch what God does when you begin to look to him and only him as your healer, as your forgiver, as your redeemer, as your crowner. And, and uh, the, the last thing. He, he, he said, as, as your youth renewer. And then he says in, in verse 13, as a father pities his children. It's like, in case you couldn't understand all that, and maybe you don't understand science and North Pole, South Pole, and all that. Okay, let's just bring it home. As a father pities his little child, so the Lord pities has compassion, has mercy for those who would value, who would esteem, who would fear, who would respect him. As God, as, as we look out for our children, as we would move heaven and earth for our children, as, you know, even when our children do bad, they're our children. As a father pities his child, so God pities you and I. It's a daddy thing. It's not just a God man thing. It's a daddy child thing. It's you look like me thing. It's there's some of me in you thing. And, and it's I'm connected to you no matter what thing as a father pities, has compassion, gets knots in his stomach when his child is troubled and suffering and hurting and confused. So the father in heaven is actually the same. It's absolutely amazing, the attention, the care. And again, if you can't praise God, as the old folks used to say, your wood is wet. There's something wrong with you if you can't praise God when you start reflecting on the goodness of the God that, 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 that we serve. Verse 14, and we're going to end here, and I'm going to let you go for the evening. David is... is <laughs> And when he gets to this point, I can imagine his voice getting a little soft. 
because he's reflecting on his own limitations and his own mess up and probably just, you know, his mindset 15 minutes before he got to this place where he was trying to make himself praise God. And he he was struggling, you know, with with the things of God. He says, for he knows our frame. He knows our limitations. He, He knows our faults. He knows our capacity. He remembers. Don't you hate it when people forget? Let's say you, you can't eat milk or drink milk or whatever. But then someone cooks you a meal with milk in it. Um, God doesn't forget a thing. God knows our limitation and he knows our frame. Don't, don't, it's, it's tough when people forget about our special needs. And I know you may not think it, but all of us are special needs children of God. All of us have special needs. There's some things you just can't do with me, you can do with someone else. Some things I just can't do that others can do. There's certain limitations that are peculiar to me. And God doesn't forget. He doesn't get me mixed up with Lorenzo. He doesn't get me mixed up with Rashid. He doesn't get me mixed up with Pastor Yerim. He doesn't get me mixed up with DJ. He doesn't get me mixed up with Greg. He knows my special needs. He knows my special limitations. He knows I can only go so far with certain things. He remembers. He doesn't forget a thing about me or a thing about you. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are just us. So how did David get his praise back? By not just focusing on what is, but focusing on who his God is and to him was. So here's the deal. This is the way I think. If I get COVID, I'm going to look to who? If my wife gets COVID, I'm going to look to who? If my children get COVID, I'm going to look to who? If my parents, both in the 80s, get COVID, I'm going to look to who? If the economy shuts down, I'm going to look to who? If there are riots again in the street, I'm going to look to who? If everything goes south and the Koreans shoot nickels, uh, missiles, the North Koreans, or China invades us, I'm going to look to who? Why? He's all I got. Frankly, he's all you got. And we need to look to him, who, again, is a present help in trouble. That almost sounds cliche, but it is the word of God. I'm going to look to him. Lord, you know what? I have perhaps a sickness problem, but you are a healer. I'm going to look to your healing power. I'm going to look to the cross. You know, the Bible says in, in the times of Moses, they lifted up the brazen serpent. And the Bible says that God said, whoever looks to the serpent shall live. And Jesus said, I, I am that brazen serpent. If the son of man be lifted up, you shall live. And if we look to what happened to the cross or happened at the cross, we look to him, not to us, not to even our faith, not to our ability to get healed, or, but, but look to him who has healed. That's when healing comes. But we got to get the what off our mind, and the him and the who on our mind, bring it front and center, be, begin to focus on what he's done, who he is, and watch how God snaps you back into praise, snaps you back into fellowship with the saints, snaps you back into worship. But get your mind off yourself, get your mind off the things around us, and get your mind back on God. 
I hope you enjoyed what we talked about this Wednesday. It's really important stuff. And I want you to redirect your worship. And I, we know what's going on. But if you need a big who in your life, someone greater than anything that can happen to you in your life, now is your moment. So if you'd like to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest who that has ever or who has ever been, that who wants to live on the inside of you, that who is going to come through the clouds and return for you, that who is waiting in glory for you to walk through those pearly gates. If you want to receive Jesus, now's your moment. Just text G-R-A-C-E to the number on your screen. I'll walk you through and just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. I want to meet you personally. I don't want to hear about what preachers say or know or what Christians say. I want to know you. I want to know you. Yeah, what they say is good and interesting and even helpful, but I need to know you. You reach out like that. He will hear you and he will meet you in this moment. And those of us We've gotten sidetracked with all the cares of this world, the cares of this life, and this, and what's happening with schools, what's not happening with school, our kids, and all the rest. we got to get back, refocused back on who. God, you're faithful. God, you keep me. And Lord, we, I might have problems in the house, but at least I have a roof. <laughs> you know, or, or you know what? Um, uh, you know, Lord, Lord, I might have uh, uh, some, some challenges um, uh, in, in some relationships, but, but Lord, at least I, I do have some friends. And we, we got it. Lord, Lord, listen, this is just a moment. And, and as tough as it is, it's just a moment. And I know if I just hang on, I will get to the other side of this. So, Lord, I'm looking to you for answers. So if you need to just refocus, refocus right now. Say, Lord, you are my who. I'm going to get it off me. And, and I'm gonna be, who forgives all my iniquities? Who heals all my diseases? Who, who delivers me from from, from, from destruction, who crowns me, who, who restores my youth like an eagle. Right now, I just want you to redirect and get your focus back on him. This has been a special edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at gracechurchva.tv. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big. Live big.